Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. Former Calvary Baptist Church pastor Cameron Giovanelli pleaded guilty last month to fourth degree sex offense and second degree assault. According to the statement of facts read aloud in court, the former preacher of the Dundalk Church had sexually abused a 17-year-old student at the church school. It went on for months, both at the school and at the victim's grandparents' house. Hello, folks. Obviously, I'm Cameron Giovanelli. It's my wife, Sarah. And I just wanted to come to you by way of this video, number one, to say that the allegations made against me are not true. They're false. I, I resigned from Golden State Baptist College, and we didn't leave with anger. We didn't leave out of frustration. We left with, with hurt because we love those students, and we love Pastor Tree. We love North Valley Baptist Church. Yet, those situations sometimes detour us, and they take us down a different path. Our focus is still on Christ. With these false allegations, God has now brought us to Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, who would have ever thought Jacksonville, Florida, where we have the opportunity to serve alongside of uh, Pastor Greg Neal and his family and his church. And we're excited. We're getting ready to go into missions conference. We're excited to see what God's doing here. We sit in church. We absolutely love church. I mean, we're still amening. We're still smiling. Our marriage is good. And we're just excited to see what God is doing. Our kids are doing fine. And can I tell you, the cause of Christ, it's wonderful. On behalf of my wife and I and our children, to the students of Golden State who will watch this, stay in the fight. Serve God all the days of your life. Keep your eyes focused on Him. We fight against the devil. We're not fighting against people. We're serving the King of Kings. And as He alters our course and as He re, maybe uh, re-alters our path, we trust Him. Why? We trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We lean not to our own understanding. But in all our ways, we acknowledge Him, and here's His promise, He shall direct our path. And that's what He's doing for us. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent, fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. 
All right, everybody. I'm sure you may have already heard the news if you keep track of the happenings within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. But uh, there is a lawsuit being filed right now against Cameron Giovanelli, Sarah Giovanelli, and in Emmanuel Baptist Church by Sarah Jackson. Sarah Jackson is a survivor of abuse from Cameron Giovanelli. And there's plenty of content out there about that. I definitely encourage you to research that case. But I do want to dive into this lawsuit specifically, and it addresses something I think needs to be addressed, which is the way that uh, Sarah was smeared by not only Giovanelli, but also his wife and Greg Neal, who's the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church and the church itself. There were a lot of names that I think could be added to this lawsuit, but definitely Emmanuel Baptist Church and Greg Neal. So what I'm going to do is just read through the lawsuit. I'll give a couple comments on it and we'll just close it out. Uh, This is a public document, so I'm not sharing any kind of private information here. Um, I I may insert some clips or things to, you know, provide some evidence of what she's saying, but uh, overall I'm just going to read through it uh, just so you guys can hear it because I know sometimes we don't have the time in life to sit through and, and read through a document like this. And so if you're driving, if you're you know out and about, this is a great way to digest uh, this lawsuit and understand what Sarah is rightfully fighting for with this suit. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. If you're someone who is watching, so you can read along with me and make sure I'm not adding any information in, and we'll kind of go from there. So essentially, it says plaintiff Sarah Jackson by and through this undersigned counsel sues defendants Cameron Giovanelli, Sarah Giovanelli, and Emmanuel Baptist Church. They say this is an action for damages arising out of the defamation of Sarah Jackson's character. And the court has jurisdiction since the amount in controversy exceeds $75,000 and exclusive of interest costs and attorney's fees and is between citizens of different states. Now, the venue for this is going to be the Middle District of Florida because the defendant has a principal place of business in Duval County, Florida, which where um, Emmanuel Baptist Church is located. Um and uh, Defendant Emmanuel Baptist Church is a Florida not-for-profit corporation with its principal place of business in Duval County, Florida, with the Middle District of Florida. At all times material, Defendant Emmanuel Baptist Church was the employer of Defendant Cameron Giovanelli. And it's important to note that Cameron Giovanelli was actually already accused when Emmanuel Baptist Church had hired him on. According to Stacey Shiflett, he had called them and warned uh, Greg Neal not to hire Cameron because of this investigation, and he did so anyway. A defendant, Cameron Giovanelli, is a citizen of the state of Iowa. I had showed a clip where uh, you can see them be referred to in a service. A defendant, Sarah Giovanelli, is a citizen in the state of Iowa, and the church they're attending to is known for having a restoration program where they work with people who uh, get involved in crimes like sex crimes and things like that. Uh, Plaintiff Sarah Jackson is a city of the state of Maryland. Maryland is the location of uh, Calvary Baptist Church in Dundalk, uh, which is where the abuse took place uh, uh, at the time Cameron Giovanelli was uh, on staff there. And uh, Stacey Shiflett is the current pastor who is one of the people who helped blow the whistle on this and has um, really called out Giovanelli. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, All conditions precedent to the maintenance of the causes of action alleged herein, if any have occurred or been performed, excused, or waived. Here's the general allegations. Cameron Giovanelli abused his position of leadership, abused the trust of the members of his church and congregation, and committed unspeakable acts of sexual abuse against Sarah Jackson. After suffering in silence for over a decade from Cameron Giovanelli's abuse, she decided to share her story and shared the following. Quote, I did too. At 16, I was forced to grow up too quickly. I was put in a position no 16-year-old should ever be put in. Things were taken from me that I will never be able to get back. When those things were taken from me that should not have been taken until marriage, I was left with 
don't tell anyone. We take this to the grave. Cameron Giovanelli, my pastor, abused his power and leadership in creating a physical and emotional relationship with a 16-year-old girl that carried on her entire senior year of high school. I've kept quiet for 12 years because I'm not a spiteful person. This kills me to type. I cared about him, but I also cared for my innocence, which was ripped from me, which was ripped from me by someone I was supposed to trust. And it's from a post from May 11th, 2018. Following that, Sarah published an open letter to Cameron regarding her journey to find the courage to expose the truth. She posted, quote, I'm sure you've now seen the article that came out about what happened in 2006 to 2007. If not, I'm sure that you will soon and you will try to do some damage control. If I know you, like I'm pretty sure I do, you feel betrayed. Betrayed that I didn't keep our secret after I had promised for so many years to do so. You made sure to tell me for so many years of each pastor that was, quote, found out and how much that, quote, scared you. Remember all the times you acted like you were going to call things off between us as a way to intimidate me, to reassure you that I would never speak a word of our relationship? Me too, so very vividly, end quote. That's from a December 9th, 2018 post. In response, the defendants took part in a coordinated effort to deliberately and knowingly communicate false information in an attempt to destroy Sarah Jackson's credibility. Greg Neal, the de facto sole leader of the defendant, Emmanuel Baptist Church, is no stranger to claims of sexual abuse of minors in this, under its care. Greg Neal previously faced similar accusations of improper sexual behavior towards minors. Assistant State Attorney James Kolaw described the evidence of Greg Neal's video voyeurism of minors changing clothes in his office as overwhelming. Rather than admitting what he had done was wrong, Greg Neal decided to try another approach shamed the victim, and accused the victims of lying about the abuse. Greg Neal was ultimately able to escape prosecution because the statute of limitations had expired, but the lessons learned in that situation formed the same playbook to confront the allegations against Cameron Giovanelli. Live from the local station, News 4 Jax starts now. Tonight, the News 4 Jacks I-Team uncovering new information about a Jacksonville pastor accused of sexually abusing an underage student in Maryland. What we now know about the man who hired him to work at a church here. A pastor now facing charges in Baltimore is 42-year-old Cameron Giovanelli. Yeah, and we found out for, through the I-Team that uh, that pastor who hired him locally was himself accused of secretly filming women as they got undressed back in 2001. News for Jack's I-Team investigator Kelly Wiley is live outside that church and joining us now. Kelly. We spoke to the senior pastor at that Baltimore church. He says he warned the pastor at this Jacksonville church not to hire Cam Cameron Giovanelli. He says the pastor here did not take his advice and Cameron Giovanelli got the job. This is video inside Fleming Island's Berrien Baptist Church in 2001. Investigators say the video you're watching is from a camera Pastor Greg Neal hid behind plants. Investigators blacked out the top of the video because they say this camera recorded two female church members undressing. Back in 2011, an assistant state attorney said this about Pastor Greg Neal. The evidence of his crimes in 2011 is overwhelming. Unfortunately, the statute of limitations had expired. Eight years later, and Pastor Greg Neal now works at Emanuel Baptist in Duval County. It's at this church he hired Cameron Giovanelli from Baltimore, Maryland. A man, the senior pastor of Calvary Baptist in Baltimore, warned him not to hire. I called Greg Neal and told him before Cameron got there 
that he was under investigation. And I told him, I said, you cannot let him come to your church and put him on staff. I said, he could be arrested one day and go to jail. And we talked for nearly an hour and he disregarded my, my advice. Sure enough, Tuesday, Giovanelli was arrested, accused of sexually abusing a Baltimore woman while she was a student at Calvary Baptist School in 2007. In a letter detailing her abuse, she says, I trusted it was normal for me to have to lie every time someone would talk about their first kiss. I'd have to make up a story about who mine was with because I obviously couldn't say my pastor. We went to Pastor Greg Neal's home and his church, but didn't get to speak with him. We also went to Cameron Giovanelli's Orange Park home after learning he was let out of jail on his own recognizance, but got no answer at the door. And again, this incident happened in 2001. There were rumors within the church that the tape existed, but according to this report, it didn't get into the hands of investigators until 2011. And Kelly, so talking about that, if this happened in 2001 and that investigation opened and ended in 2011, how did it come out now? Well, a church member went to investigators in 2011 because one of the deacons at the church actually passed out a letter talking about some of these things and talking about that tape. Previously from that, another church member had stumbled upon the tape accidentally while looking through church footage. He actually confronted uh, Dreg Neal's father, Tom Neal, who was also a pastor at that church at the time. So there was always kind of rumors that existed, but it really didn't get into the right hands until 2011. Reporting live on the West Side, Kelly Wiley, Channel 4, The Local Station. Thank you, Kelly. The Emmanuel Baptist Church was in the final stages of launching a new college, and it had a large church, school, and publishing company. There was much to protect financially, ensure there would not be a stain on its reputation that would stop people from sending their children or dollars to defend it, Emmanuel Baptist Church. To protect their financial interests, defendants began to attack Sarah Jackson to ensure her story was not believed, beginning with Cameron G. Vanelli himself, who in a statement from May 30th, 2019, said, In May of 2018, Sarah Hall Jackson took to social media and falsely accused me of having a sexual relationship with her during her senior year of high school. This accusation is false. These blatant lies about me have caused me to resign from a position of leadership. The morning after Sarah Jackson posted her lie to Facebook, I called Stacy Shiflett to let him know that it was not true and I would pray that God would give him the spiritual discernment needed as he dealt with it. Why would Sarah Jackson do such a thing? The question has raced through my mind many times over. That question has been asked me by many too. I have no idea why she would lie, especially why she would pick me to lie about. If I'm guilty of anything, it's of helping the Hall family through family disputes, wayward teenagers, struggling marriages, disjointed family relationships, and other family-related issues that they faced through the years I was their pastor. End quote. Apparently, calling Sarah Jackson a liar was not enough, so Cameron Giovanelli continued the attacks by digging up things from Sarah Jackson's family's past as an attempt to smear Sarah Jackson's character by instance of her family, whether true or not. Cameron Giovanelli then continued the attacks on Sarah Jackson personally and disclosed to the world matters that were shared with the confines within the confines of a confidential clergy-penitent relationship. Quote, Sarah Jackson has had a troubled past as her pastor and the pastor of her family for many years. I canceled them all through very difficult times. An allegation like this is terrible and evil, but is a practice that has become a trend in her family. 
Her older sister made the same accusation about one of their family members, and her mother made an accusation of a church member making inappropriate advances to her as well. Both of those accusations were before I came to Calvary. Both mom and daughter, older sister, sought counsel regarding those situations due to the division that it had caused in the family. Both men denied those claims as I denied this accusation, and neither claim ever led to any legal action. After she graduated from high school, I received a call at the one at the once that Sarah Jackson wanted to meet with me. We scheduled that meeting in the church offices, and she proceeded to tell me that she had had an affair with a married man whom she had met at work. She was seeking counsel because the man was married and she felt she needed to go and tell his wife. Over the years, many members from Calvary have messaged and or called to ask Sarah, and I pray that Sarah Hall Jackson was no different. Sarah Hall Jackson was asked for prayer when she found out that her husband was having an affair with her best friend who had been living with him at the time. Sarah Hall Jackson asked for prayer when she lost her baby. However, she posted to social media that she had an abortion. End quote. This is from a statement from May 30th, 2019 from Cameron Giovanelli. Cameron Giovanelli could not have been more forceful in his denial, which is not now known to be a lie, when he attacked Sarah Jackson. Quote, I do not deny the fact that Sarah Hall Jackson has had a rough life and may have been abused at some point in her life, but it was not by me. Sarah Hall Jackson has concocted a fabricated story of vague occurrences of her and I meeting and things that never happened. She's fabricated a story and timeline using places that I would pre- where I would preach, teach, and say openly as places of special meaning to me with my family or where I went to spend time with God, never her. Her claims are all fabricated and not one can be supported with evidence. Sarah Hall Jackson is a liar and her day of dragging my name through the mud is done. For over one year, I have allowed her to smear my name, seek to destroy my reputation, and harass my family through social media. I did not do what Sarah Hall Jackson has accused me of, and I'm appalled at the way that Stacey Shiflett handled it. How dare he blame others for not performing a full investigation when he himself did no such thing? May 30th, 2019, statement from Cameron Giovanelli. Cameron Giovanelli ended his post by stating, quote, I have no further intention of speaking on this issue, but of course, that would prove to be yet another lie. On June 6, 2019, Cameron Giovanelli would go on to post additional attacks on Sarah through the guise of, quote, asking questions, end quote. But still, the attacks were not over. The next post was by Sarah Giovanelli, who wrote, and this is Cameron's wife, I know you, Sarah. I know what kind of troubled teenage girl you are. I know your immorality and your promiscuous lifestyle. I know the person you are. You are, you are a victim, but certainly not of my husband. You're a victim of your own wickedness. You're a victim of your own sinfulness. You're a victim of the blame you place on others for the choices you have made. You are a victim of those people who are using you for their agenda. You're a victim of your own desire for attention. I'm not afraid to stand up to my husband if he was indeed guilty, which I know for a fact he is not. I'm also not afraid to stand up to your false accusations. I rebuke you for what you have said about my husband. I rebuke you for your abortion. I rebuke you for your adulterous behavior. I rebuke you for your scandalous pictures and posts. I rebuke you for being more like the Proverbs 7 woman than the Proverbs 31 woman. I call for you to repent and confess your sins to God. I'm writing to rebuke you before them. They need to know who it is that they are following. They need to know the truth about the lady who made up these wicked lies. You need to be exposed, Sarah Jackson, not for the sake of those who are the enemies of righteousness, but for those who you have confused with your error. End quote. June 12, 2019 from Sarah Giovanelli. And the group trying to hide Cameron Giovanelli's misdeeds even enlisted Cameron Giovanelli's mother-in-law, Sarah Giovanelli's mother, to join the attacks. He called Sarah Jackson's post disgusting and absurd and vouched for Cameron Giovanelli's character as a loving husband and a caring father. June 4, 2019, statement by Erlene Knight. Cameron Giovanelli targeted and attacked Sarah Jackson in hopes that truth would not actually come out. 
Kevin Giovanelli and Sarah Giovanelli were not in this alone. Featured prominently on each post and each page of his website, it's at Cameron Giovanelli, happily married to Sarah Giovanelli, the father of three incredible children, assistant pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Jacksonville, and director of Berean Publications. Emmanuel Baptist Church participated, orchestrated, and coordinated the attacks on Sarah Jackson in order to protect not just one of their own, but to ensure their church, publishing company, and soon opening college would not suffer financially from this blemish on its record. Cameron Giovanelli bragged about his status as a past college student and soon anticipated being in a college leadership position again. Cameron Giovanelli finally admitted the truth when he pled guilty on December 4th, 2019. He told the sentencing judge he admitted responsibility for his actions as he pleaded guilty to the charges of fourth-degree sex offense and a second-degree assault for his actions against Sarah Jackson. After the sexual abuse came to light, Cameron Giovanelli did what all abusers do, try to discredit the accuser and hope to paint the victim as a liar so the world will not believe the truth about the abuse. Here, even more egregious, Cameron Giovanelli used information obtained confidentially in a counseling relationship with both Sarah and her family to try this tactic. Defendants orchestrated a smear campaign designed to destroy Sarah Jackson's reputation that would help paint her accusations about Cameron Giovanelli as false. This group of allies published false statements about Sarah's truthful recitation of Cameron Giovanelli's abuse and false statements regarding alleged sexual misconduct by Sarah. These false statements were knowingly false and published with the actual intent to harm Sarah and her reputation. When Cameron Giovanelli was finally faced with the truth about his abuse of Miss Jackson, he responded with these false attacks. He stated he was, quote, falsely accused. He called Miss Jackson's horrific abuse, quote, blatant lies. He tried to convince people Miss Jackson had, quote, posted a lie. He vigorously attempted to make others believe Miss Jackson concocted a fabricated story quote, con- concocted a fabricated story, and did so by using every trick in the book to destroy Ms. Jackson's reputation and make the world believe that, quote, Sarah Jackson is a liar. Sarah Giovanelli similarly tried to suppress the truth about her husband with false attacks. She broadcasted baseless accusations of immorality and a promiscuous lifestyle, described Ms. Jackson's childhood abuse as false accusations, falsely accused Ms. Jackson of adulterous behavior, and tried to convince the world the horrific abuse suffered by Ms. Jackson were simply her- wicked lies. The statements by Cameron Giovanelli and Sarah Giovanelli were knowingly false, communicated to the world through the internet, and caused Sarah irreparable damage. Count one, plaintiff realleges and incorporates by reference the above paragraphs as if fully set forth herein. Defendants Cameron Giovanelli and Sarah Giovanelli made the above false statements with the intent for them to be widely disseminated and repeated, which they were. Um, Defendants Cameron Giovanelli and Sarah Giovanelli published the false statements with malice. Did he communicate the false statements with actual knowledge of their falsity or with reckless disregard for their falsity in an attempt to protect and further the financial interests of the defendants Cameron Giovanelli and Sarah Giovanelli? Defendant Cameron Giovanelli published the false statements while he was acting in the course and the scope of his employment with Defendant Emmanuel Baptist Church and did so at the behest in order to protect its financial interests and did so at its behest in order to protect its financial interests. Plaintiff has been damaged by these false statements because the statements subject plaintiff to hatred, distrust, ridicule, contempt, and disgrace. Plaintiff has, de- plaintiff has been damaged by these false statements because the false statements injured plaintiff's reputation, profession, and business. Demand for a jury trial. The plaintiff requests trial by jury on all issues so triable, respectfully submitted this 22nd day of September 2020. So anyway, I just some thoughts on this really quick. I'll go ahead and stop sharing for a moment. 
uh, yeah, I think that there is a strong case to be made here. And one of the things that was so shocking was how open uh, the statements against Sarah were uh, that came out of this. And I mean, I'll just say that was what prompted the start of Preacher Boys. Um, that's what got me to go out and really start this project was seeing pastors fundraising for Giovanelli, seeing the statements being made by, you know, all of these different organizations, all the all the ways that um, shame was being cast onto this survivor. And so I think there's a strong case here. There's lots of information out there. There's been lots of articles written. There's plenty of tweets to pull from. I think there's plenty of evidence to see that Emmanuel Baptist Church, Greg Neal, and uh, Cameron Giovanelli and his wife actively sought to destroy Sarah for coming forward with the truth. And um, yeah, the, the amount of damage that that can do. I mean, think about her trying to look for a job and think about an employer seeing that uh, someone made false allegations of abuse. Um, but that's going to impact her ability to find certain jobs. Think about fill in the blank. I mean, there's lots of situations in which the actions of Giovanelli have already affected her, but to take it to this next level to try to discredit her is going to make it much worse. And so um, I'm on the side of Sarah in this case. I, I saw it firsthand. It's the reason I started this podcast was seeing how her case was handled. And um, I think anyone with common sense looking at this knows that it's an open and shut case. So anyway, guys, just want to share that with you. Um, definitely be I'll be keeping you guys posted. I'll see you in the next episode. And be sure to check the show notes for a link to this full document so you can read it for yourself. All right, guys, I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.